Hello and welcome to the Homeschool Conversations Africa podcast. Here we discuss homeschooling from the African perspective and the unique challenges that come with it. If you're considering homeschooling, we hope to inspire you as you take this bold step. If you're already a homeschooler, we are here to share encouragement for this wonderful journey we are on to educate our children in the best way we can. We are your host, Jifa Andam and Harissa Nete Marvel. Let's dive right into today's conversation. Previously on Homeschool Conversations Africa. And today we are very privileged to have two of our friends with us who've already been on the show. They are Tomilola and Adeshola. What I'll say to that is that um, know your child. Mm. It's very important to know your child because while the, the idea at the end of the day is you're not forcing a child to do what they're not ready to do. <laughs> if your child is ready at three years old to read, mm-hmm. you wouldn't stop the child, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So. But what we see is that the schools are just giving a blanket statement to all the children and saying they must read at so and so and they must read at this or they must write at this. But if your child is ready to write at three or four and they are showing the interest, then you know you can go ahead. That will now inform what you're presenting to the child. But you're not forcing the child to say, this is the time you should do this or this is the time you should do that. So one good example is um, she's two years old now. And when I have to zip up my dress, she's able to do it for me. And it's simply because like she would find like a bag or something with a zipper on it. And then she would like obsessively try to push (laughs) it back and forth, push it back and forth, and you know, figure out how it works. But with Montessori, they would have you like buy a zipper board, like a thing, mm-hmm. a separate, you know, wooden thing that has a zipper on it, you know, in order for them to practice, you know, zipping, yeah, yeah. which is fine, I guess. But I mean, it, it tends to add up, you know. Yeah. <laughs> so I realized that I could just kind of pick some of the Montessori, um, the ideas behind some of the toys and then find things that we already had that I could just make available to her. So bags and shoes and things, you know, like just bowls and cups and plates, like just any random thing in the house, like that she could just explore. That was really helpful. And I think also not always like stopping her and saying no to everything, like um, giving her the freedom and the space to touch, to touch things in the environment. Like, of course, with, 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 with sense and with caution, obviously not to things that were like dangerous or anything like that, but um, things that were weren't harmless. But I think most people will be like, no, don't touch this, put it down. Um, so one thing I did like about Montessori was it helped me realize that even at a young age, he was more capable than um, most people think that toddlers are. And so, um, they are, Montessori is very big on practical life, which is like giving the child little activities 
um, that can help them. It, it helps to build their motor skills, but it also helps them to learn how to do things around the house. So we we did a lot of like teaching her how to, you know, feed herself, um, pour um, water from a cup, practicing um, how to use um, scissors and how to clean up after ourselves, how to, you know, put diapers away in the bin, put clothes in the laundry basket, um, clean up a spill, you know, like just those kind of simple things. And she's really, really able to do them and do them well. Um, so, okay, then I think the next um, thing that I think is good for little kids is going outside a lot, having a lot of outdoor playtime, and just letting them get dirty, playing in the sand, going to a park. I think those things really help them to release a lot of energy and just help them to regulate themselves and their own emotions. And I think most of the days that if we're at home the whole day, by the time the day is over, like you can tell that she still has a lot of energy that was not expended. And the whole house is a mess because she's like been, you know, removing everything and getting into the drawers and, you know, so um, going outside too was very helpful. And then like Adeshala said, we, we started reading right from when she was about like three months. We would read to her, um, play audiobooks, listen to poetry. Um, so we did a lot of like listening, um, list, um, telling stories. Um, and by the time she was like 18-ish months, I realized that she had um she would memorize the she had memorized the endings of the lines in the storybooks. So when instead adding on a few more things that she could listen to. So there's a lot of things that we've done that like I just make little recordings and I just play it like they're just like three or five minutes. And then she listens to it. Once once she listened to it a couple of times, I realized that she just memorized it and she didn't even like have to try, you know, something that she's just done. So um, we were very big on reading, very big on building her, um, thank you, building her literacy and listening and then practical life. Okay. So those are some of the things that we've done. Um, we also try to do like some crafts where we can. So we've done, like I've let her help me with baking and coloring and painting and all of those things. And I'm just saying all of these things because I feel like sometimes when you have a toddler at home, you need things to do. Like you kind of have to fill up the, the time and the space. Yeah. So don't lose your mind. <laughs> so <laughs> I hope, I hope that um, all I've said has been <laughs> helpful. Yes, thank you. It has. Because <laughs> that was one of the things I was going to ask is if you guys could give us like some practical things because you're saying people want like, okay, what do I do? 10 things I can do with my toddler and then, you know, you can type it through. So thank you for those um, examples. Carissa, do, do you ladies have any other um, examples to add of what you've done with the children, um, things that they like that have kept them 
engaged or busy? I know you go out a lot. What do you do when you go out? Okay. Uh, okay, I'll do this. Um, yeah, I think definitely um, getting them involved in everyday life, in things that you do, uh, chores in the house. And when they're little, they just, they actually, they want to help. They want to get involved. They want to do things. So I found that like getting them involved in chores and cooking and cleaning has all been learning opportunities where we can talk about um, numbers and maths and, and English. And yeah, um, Carisha talked about speaking to them a lot, speaking to them like, like you speak to any adults. Um, so yeah, just lots of language, lots of working, working together, you know, there's a lot of teamwork involved <laughs> um, in everyday life. And then, um, so we, I, we also have a sandpit that my children spend a lot of time in. And um, when we go out to different places, I kind of just allow them to take in the space as it is and to freely ask questions what is this what is that and because we we live at a slower pace there isn't really a rush um, when we go on our outings it's kind of to allow them to have a good look around to see the nature see the trees see people and it's not like come on we need to go 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 or rush 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 around so you know thankfully we were able to do that on most days um thursdays we have uh, I, I run a play group and so that's our like busiest day of the week where the kids know um you know quarter to ten we're out of the house and um we you know our play group runs from 10 30 to 12 and then we we'll go home for lunch so that's the only day that's like um very structured in in the mornings and then um yeah apart apart from that a lot of independent free playtime you watch them you see what they're interested in you see what you know what um what's what's exciting them at that period in time of course interests change you know very frequently <laughs> so you're just yeah i mean you were just learning alongside them a lot of the time they you know they'll, they'll ask you about something and most of the time we have to go to google to find out <laughs> the answer <laughs> to a lot of these questions these days but yeah no it's great it's great fun and i'm learning a lot as well so yeah <laughs> tell me if you want to add anything <laughs> yes <laughs> so um what i usually so what I do, and especially what I advise usually for people that are just starting out to know what to do, is to do theme-based activities. Theme-based activities, why I always advocate for theme-based activities is that it is not too structured mm -hmm. and it's a good starting point, most especially if you're just starting homeschooling. Like you said, you started with Montessori. Yes. If, graduated to homeschooling, yes. but you have started a point. Mm -hmm. And for me, theme-based activities are the less stressful parts. Um, it's a less stressful approach because you are just starting out. What and, does it mean? And theme-based activities, they are like, just create activities around different things. Mm -hmm. And why I choose it is because it helps you go a wide spectrum of different interests mm -hmm. for your child. So you can present different things to them so that's a way of you knowing what they're interested in because mm -hmm. if you don't really present it to them you can't know they cannot know it mm -hmm. so 
an example of a thing, for example, is animals, right? And like Harissa said, you cannot do crafts around animals. Mm -hmm. You can do, you can talk about the animals. You can go out to see the animals. Mm -hmm. You can, so you, you're creating um, activities around that particular thing, mm -hmm. right? So this week you can do animals. Some people do like one thing for four weeks. Mm -hmm. I do one thing per, per week because, you know, they're still young. And I do it repeatedly. So when my child was one year old, what we do with animals is just maybe create a craft, we paint it, whatever, or we go out to see the animals. The next time we do is maybe in a year mm -hmm. after that, we we'll talk. We can talk about the part of the animals. It's a bit more. It's older, mm -hmm. so we can talk about the bones, da 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 da, da and all of that then the next year if we're talking about animals what we are talking about will be more advanced mm. than that so you can scale it down to 18 months old mm. and you can be as advanced as 13 year olds mm. when you're doing things but when they graduate from theme-based activities they now turn into project-based learning mm. right where you can now pick up a project a project can be building a car right mm. and then you can now work on building a car together and they will mm -hmm. learn different aspects of it. Mm -hmm. So that's why I advocate for theme-based activities, especially when you're starting out, so that you can now decide when you see how it's going, you can decide, okay, I don't like this too flexible for me. I'll rather, oh, my child is more for oh, a sit-down person. He needs more this. My child is can't sit down or can't this or this but then you are already in the system you already have an idea of what your child is interested in and then you can go to different things wide range of things and in each thing you can incorporate everything into it so you can do outdoor playing you can do um fine motor skills gross motor skills everything into music whatever into that thing Right, so it is wide and also it is broad. Like mm -hmm. it's very, very broad. So I always advocate for theme based activities. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so that's what I always advise. Puddles mm -hmm. does awesome theme based activities. <laughs> yeah, oh, yeah. <laughs> they're all there. Yeah, yeah I, I, I do so because yeah, so because a lot of people were asking me, yeah. mm -hmm. I started documenting mm -hmm. our things mm -hmm. right and do them into like a proper this is the activities that you can do, mm, right? So yeah. it goes from books to music to um, to different activities, crafts, So I put them together, right? And I give that for free mm. on, like I just have some, so I'm trying to find somewhere where it's more compact that people can just go download them. But mm. I just have them right now on Telegram, yeah. right? All okay. different, we've mm. done about for something things right there, so. But, okay, yeah. wow. That sounds awesome. So people, you should contact. <laughs> you should contact if you want. If you want. No, it sounds it sounds really great, and it makes perfect sense. Thank you, ladies, so much. So many great examples. So I want to backtrack now. Let's talk about the parents a bit. Let's talk about attitudes that parents should have towards all this. Like, I think that's important because a lot of the time, maybe you guys have touched on it a bit, but we, I think we react to you know situations or things that we are hearing um rather than <laughs> you know just be yeah. like just have our own plan and be proactive so um 
again, back to the initial question that led to this, um, what kind of attitude should parents have? Because I feel like if you're, if you're, there's a different way you will operate if you're doing things because people think you should be doing things, you know, um, or, or if you actually deem it's necessary mm-hmm. or it's time. So what, what, what would you like to say to parents, ladies, about that? Encouragement for them. I think, yeah, I think we've said this a few times now, but I'm just going to emphasize on focusing on your child in front of you. Um, yeah, it, it can be very easy to get swept up in in the system as it is and believe and feel like your child is behind. Um, but really, it's, it's the question is behind who or mm-hmm. behind what exactly. Um, I think, yeah, I think it's really important that you focus on the strengths of your child on, you know, on helping them find what they're passionate about, uh, helping instill like a love of learning in them in, the, in these early years, especially. Mm-hmm. And, and that can be through simply just sitting down together and reading a book or, um, you know, just being out, going to the park together or something, whatever it is. I think in the early years, if you can help them to have a love of learning, then later on in life, learning anything is going to be easy, easy mm-hmm. for them because they themselves are going to be, you know, um, self-directed to go and learn what they're interested in. And I don't think they'll have an issue getting into colleges or, you know, um, applying for whatever job it is in, late, later on in life if they're given that right foundation and from you their parents Mm. thank you so focus on your child think about your child and what their needs are and not what everybody else thinks it's not easy though (laughs) it isn't um yes it takes a thick skin and it takes some years sometimes to develop that thick skin and just constantly reminding yourself of why you're doing it's like always have your goals before you then yes you don't forget anything else you'd like to add to me or carissa um, so for the parents what i would say is that um it does get it gets tiring right so it's not just my advice is not encouragement is not just going to be it's not just about um pressure on mm-hmm. all that but know that the days can feel like they are very long mm-hmm. and as the years keep piling up you get tired physically mentally sometimes um but at the end of the day you like you said you know the reason why you're doing what you're doing and um, the days that you cannot do it, <laughs> you don't do it. Yeah. <laughs> right. I mean, That's yeah, right. the days you can't do it, you don't do it. Because the truth is that it does get tiring. Mm-hmm. It does because when you first start out, you you still have so much energy. Yeah. Year one, you still have energy. Year two, you might still have energy. But by year three and then year four, <laughs> year five, you're like waking up, growing up. <laughs> well, you're already like, and then you know, but the days you can't do it, you just don't do it. The truth is that they'll be fine mm-hmm. as long as you know they are free playing and they're not, you're not restricting and restricting, and restricting your own, they'll be fine. 
I always say that um, have a barest minimum list that you do every day, regardless of that's for the days that you're tired, mm-hmm. right? Have the barest minimum list. And for me, barest minimum can be we read a book, mm-hmm. right? I'm tired, I can't put together any activity, but we read a book. Mm-hmm. Um, we'll go outside, we'll take a walk around the house. We would, you know, those are barest. Like the fairest minimum things that we would do. So strip yourself and have that list. Okay, even if you don't do anything, even if you don't take go out to the park or something, at least we'll go outside the house. Mm. We'll take a walk around the house. We would um, play with water, mm. or we would. So it might not be anything grand, mm. but those for those days that you're tired, because those days are coming. They are here already. No, thanks for that reality check because it is real. It is real. Oh, wow, ladies. I mean, so many great things. So we've heard, um, dear listeners, play with the kids, but intentional play, right? Um, I'm going to ask you guys in a minute to to do a little activity for me. Well, I had fun doing this um, last week. Carissa sent a picture because I think Carissa was having a tired day, right, Carissa? She sends a picture of, you know, Kara has put all the... Yeah, when, when Tommy was... <laughs> when Tommy was talking, she sent the tired days. So I'm like, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm so there right now. <laughs> yeah, so Kara had put the garden milk in a bowl and she had this spoon and she was staring. So Carissa sent this video and she's like... What's the learning in this? <laughs> <laughs> so I was like, hmm, wait a minute. <laughs> See, no, that's exactly it. I was talking to some moms last week at the play group, and you know, this came up, and I was saying we have to be purposeful about finding, like, if that's to make you feel better, especially yeah. I, I feel like. A lot of parents just don't want to accept the learning through play mm-hmm. thing. It's like, mm, it's not really learning, you know. So, <laughs> so I kind of want us to do this little activity. Okay, so in that Kara's moment, can you say something she was doing just based on everything you know? Because I want to encourage parents, like in the most mundane things, right? The children are learning something, or them pulling all the shoes off the shoe rack onto the floor. Okay, how about that? Or pulling the pants out of the kitchen cabinets and lining them all up. So here are some of these things. So that's just little examples. This is a free writing skill. Okay, the staring of the powdered. Okay. The staring of the free writing skill. Um, what else is she learning? Yes. If I had the whole list, G5, this, like, <laughs> <laughs> so I said, I was just, I, I was having like, like, quantities. <laughs> so, like, if I just, I just, I told him, she was learning about how to about because she's doing this by the time my kids are doing this in fourth grade and what third grade, but she's she's figured out that here's this container size, and if I pour it into this bowl, it's gonna fit. Or if it didn't fit, yeah. she's learned that ah, next time I need a bigger bowl, right? She's mm-hmm. learning something. Or when she's pulling the shoes off the mm-hmm. shelf, 
um, and eventually she starts pairing them, right? Because mm -hmm. when you're sorting, so math, yes, it is math. So we have to just mm -hmm. think in these ways sometimes to, I think, assure yeah, ourselves. Yes. On Facebook, mm -hmm. and a lot of the parents they ask the same question as well. What are my kids learning? <laughs> when they're watching this all day, when they're playing Minecraft all day, what are they learning? Mm -hmm. And the answer, the list of answers that you get are, are phenomenal. You're like, wow, I didn't even think about <laughs> <laughs> half of these things that my child is learning just through you know, mm -hmm. things that we feel are <laughs> mundane. Yeah. Yes, so I, I, I think that that's helpful. That's a helpful encouragement to parents. Just look for it. Spend a minute and look for it and you begin to see it. And I feel like as you begin to see those things, you begin to relax a bit and you know that, you know, it's, it's okay. <laughs> Everything's going to be fine. Yes. So we talked about playing outdoors, um, sending the kids outside to play, let them explore as much as possible. Um, imaginative play. Did we talk about this? No. Um, no. But, well, I guess, Carissa, when you were talking about, you know, just talking Kara through all the things that you do, it's not imaginative play, but it's still along those lines. I think that, that comes with age. Yeah, 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 as we grow older, right? Or even like mm -hmm. silly little like um, what's that? What's the game we play with peekaboo and yeah, stuff, yeah. right? It's all these little things. Um, but yeah. But I think I also think that when you read to them a lot, mm -hmm. it 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 comes out in their play. It comes out in their imaginative yeah. play as well. Yeah. Okay, great. So if we have. Four or five things for parents to take away from today's show. What will we say today? Four things. Um, focus on your child. Mm -hmm. uh, slow down and relax if you can. Um, don't me okay. more. <laughs> um, your child will definitely learn. Mm. They will learn through everything, the experiences, your environment. You don't need to worry about oh they must do this thing at a certain age. The pressure, mm -hmm. let go of all the personal pressures. Mm -hmm. And um when it does get overwhelming, it will get overwhelming. It's okay to take a break. Mm -hmm. Carissa, you wanna to add to that? Uh yeah, um so I think um just have patience, they will grow. Um <laughs> Read, read, read a lot. <laughs> and um, just let them come alongside you as you do life. Um, yeah. yeah, and play music and dance. Have fun. Oh, thank you so much, um, ladies. Thanks for coming on today to talk about this Um I really hope that this has been helpful to you, um, listeners, any of you who um, were wondering what to do with your very little ones. Um, homeschooling is exciting. And I think for, like Carissa was asking me questions about homeschooling before she was even pregnant with her first child. I was just looking at her like, this woman is weird. But, <laughs> <laughs> but yes, I guess it can be that way for people, especially with the first child. After number two 
fostering them um, to, to the best of your your ability, as we've said here today. Um, before we go, is there anything else you ladies would like to say um, before we sign off? Okay, I think they've shared everything. They say they've, they've given all their nuggets of wisdom. They have nothing left for us. <laughs> so um, I just want to say thank you. Thank you so much for coming to physically hang out with me and virtually with Garissa. And <laughs> <laughs> yes. And for all the wonderful, wonderful advice. Um, I know that's going to be helpful. Thank you once again, dear listeners, for joining us um, on this episode. Uh, we hope it was a blessing to you, even if it doesn't apply to you. You right now, I'm sure you know somebody who could benefit from this. So um, make it a point to share the um, the recording with them. You can find Homeschool Conversations Africa on all um, major podcast platforms and on Instagram at homeschool underscore conversations. <laughs> Is that right? Yes. <laughs> Yes, that's right. It will be helpful to know our own. <laughs> well, I'm going to let Carissa say that part. That's all my part. No, right. No, you were right. <laughs> so that's fine. <laughs> yes, so thank you guys and have a wonderful week. Bye.